welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. Good morning. Bruce, you just got back. You, I mean, just got back. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, just got yeah, back. Yeah, 1 o'clock this morning. You were up yeah. in uh, Seattle in the snow. Yeah. What were you up to? Uh, yeah, I was, I forget how far up I was, but it was up in the elevation by Stevens Pass, Washington. Had snowed two feet over the weekend. Well, that's a bit. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, then another twelve inches on Monday, and so we were shooting uh, a couple of videos with the group Wonder Camp, Tim and Davis, mm. and their crew. It was a tremendous time. Good. And last night, John got to shoot out in the snow, which he was quite unhappy about being. It had warmed up by then, but in thirty-one degrees. <laughs> he, he thought he would, was not coming home. He, did, he was going to have to die out there in so the when wilderness. You, when you get to see this this video, just know all that John sacrificed. For <laughs> yeah. you. And, I mean, he's in this pristine, yeah. amazing environment. That's right. Yeah. He's just, John, I hope you're listening. Yeah. No. That yeah. reminds me, last year, John and I, or this year in March, John and I were up in Colorado in we we thought we were going to die in the snow. That's right. On a now, pass. now that was that, that was, was more really, legit. Yeah. That was that was definitely Maybe a it was dicey. Just echoes. From, yeah. <laughs> um, we saw cars sliding down behind us on the pass. Like John, as long as you're not going through that, just count your blessings, right? <laughs> I got to tell you too. Ten minutes before the shoot, all the power went off. Oh and, my and, gosh! In the area, and so his, you know, added to his uh, fear of the situation. <laughs> It's so fun to watch him in these environments. You know, <laughs> just last week we were together up at uh, Murdoch. Yes. And uh, we were talking about principles that have to do with our podcast. That's right. We, we had a great time up there helping leaders understand as best we could uh, the relationship between our family of origins and the effect it has on us and our leadership and those we influence. So that was a, that was a great That's opportunity. a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, we're talking a lot about John, but John has an ability in a moment to make people laugh a lot. And he did that a couple of times last week. He did. It was excellent. Gosh, that was He fun. did. When, when his uh, lapel mic went out and they handed him the handheld mic, which he hates, the handheld mic. Right. But he turned into, as he said, a lizard lounge, you know, yeah. a lounge and he lizard. Just I mean, played he, the roles. he turned into, yeah. Started singing, yeah. oh, Larry, uh, he, oh, and people were just didn't know what to do, and then they started they, laughing. They were back in uh, in Las Vegas or wherever they were. When that <laughs> shark bites, <laughs> he, can, he can turn that on. Yes, yeah. he can. Well, that yeah. was fun. It was a great time. Oh. David. So we were talking about the you were talking about the Kieran parents and generational issues and how that affects leadership, like you said. And we're going to continue with uh, a portion out of the Cure and Parents. And this is uh, at the bottom of page eight. It says this entire book, the Cure and Parents, is undergirded, surrounded, based upon, and empowered by a word that describes so much more than a concept of mere theology. Five letters that can change everything. Grace, the totally undeserved favor, love, complete acceptance, and delight of God. It is the gift of inexhaustible love to humans who never saw it coming. It pierces our deepest historic shame and declares, I know, and I'm not leaving. I'm crazy about you. You are absolutely right on time. You are completely enough to be the parent of your children. He cannot love you more than he does, and he will never love you less. He has made you righteous, holy, and without condemnation for every step of this journey. 
God loves you to the exact extent that he loves his only son. You are never being played by God. God never sees you as endlessly behind, unable to catch up. He is not ashamed of you or even disgusted with you. You fully belong. You are fully enough. You have a brand new, shame-free identity. He has recreated you with a new nature, a new story. You are never who your shame might try to declare. You are not your shame. This is how all heaven sees you. Quite frankly, grace changes everything. It, it is enough right now to tell you that grace reveals a God who is not against you, but endlessly for you. A God who is never disgusted or angry with you. He planned for there to be a you, even before the world began. He has great plans for your life. You are completely enough to be the parent of your child. And whatever you think you can never be healed of, please, please think again. We just thought you might need to be reminded of that. Thank you, David. That's really good. You know, as we sit and think about this, I know we were emphasizing last week or the week before and week before that, this whole issue of trust. And now we're just this morning going to talk about grace. And the relationship between the two of them is inseparable. I, I, I cannot experience grace apart from trust. Yeah. It just can't happen. And so many miss that, to us, might seem an obvious point. But but as we think about grace and, and uh, all the things we've written here, just, again, for me, I spent at least the first 10, 15 years of my Christian life uh, evangelizing the message of God's grace for the sinner. But I had no concept at all of God's grace for the saint. I mean, like... It didn't even come across my my understanding. And as I look at this list that, David, you just read, <clears throat> this is God's message of grace to me as a believer. Yes. This is what's yes. true about me and God because of his grace. And, and it's uh, that, for me, makes it so profound. I, I, I just think in my life about that contrast between wanting everyone to come to know Jesus— and having almost no understanding of what to do with them when they did. It was just, <laughs> it was just like, like there was just a vacuum there. Yeah. And, and for us, uh, coming into an understanding, and then now we're working together, and this is Bruce, you and David, John and me and our team. This is our life message. But I, I just know there are just lots and lots of our listeners who yet do not see this as true about them as a saint. Yes. They just don't. It's still a wow. fog. What do you think causes that gap, uh, that disconnect? Mm -hmm. Seems like we, we get that grace for salvation. You know, we, we understand that. What's, what are all the factors? That well, I mean, early on, you can really, really want people to come to Jesus, but you can do all of that without believing th the, these things of grace are true about you. And if you haven't experienced that God is endlessly for you. If you haven't experienced that, it's not about, you know, how you perform. And if, even if you have experienced those things, those things are so hard and take so long to take root that, um, it, it's no wonder that we can't really extend that to other people in the hardest situations because we haven't done that for us. We, we maybe can do that for a while because now they're, you know, they're just coming out of being, you know, not with Jesus, but eventually they're going to have to be better than this. Uh, so yeah. it's not, I used to see this, I was so angry about it. And now my perspective has shifted some of just like, 
we just don't know. We just can't believe, and I just can't believe how much God just does see me as as different than I see me, as, I don't want to say better, but as just not the way that I would ever see me based upon my what I can achieve or what I can't achieve, what yeah. I can do or what I can't do. So I guess it makes sense. It does. It does. I, I think in this area, too, of parenting, it's so hard. It, there's, there's so many peaks and valleys to parenting at yeah. different stages in the children's life, at different stages in a parent's life. And there, there are many parents who uh, don't believe what the, what the second bullet on page nine says, that you are completely enough to be the parent Oh, of your children. That jumped up just last yeah. night. Just last yeah. night, we were we were having to trust that truth right yeah. there. Yeah, there, there are just so many times, and so I think as that accumulates over the years, we tend to beat ourselves up. We yeah. tend to beat yeah. ourselves in such a way that we finally uh, we give up. You remind me of the wayside shoot yesterday. Mm. I think a lot of us, when it comes to parenting in our in our lives. In our spiritual journeys, we we just decide, okay, I can't keep walking. I'm just, I know I got these kids, but I'm just going to sit down here. I can't keep going on. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what I am about, and I I hope these kids turn out okay because I'm not enough to be the parent yeah. of these kids. Yeah, and Bruce, just that one line, "I'm not enough." Um, back to your earlier question, it's like. Um, for me, uh, a primary reason that I don't get it for me as a Christian is I don't yet have the confidence in who God really is. Yes. And, and when I don't have the confidence in who God really is, this God of grace, then I'm always uh, trying better at something for him. And then uh, the obvious, we teach this all the time, is I, I don't understand grace as a Christian because I never really understand who I am. Yeah. And 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 those two things are inseparable again, just like trust and grace are inseparable. My view of God and my view of me are inseparable. Right. So one of the things that you were just saying is that about God, he loves you to the same extent that he loves his only son. What? What? God never sees you as an endlessly behind, unable to catch up. What? Well, who made that up? You know, you know it's <laughs> yeah. like, and back to you were just saying yeah. about the parent. Yeah. When I sit down and I can't walk anymore, it's because I've given up on me. Yes. Well, See, and, and when, yes. I, when yeah. I give up on me, then God has no place again for the miracle of his grace to remind me of who I am. Yes. Because mm. that, that second point, it, it just it sparked in my brain. Like if, if you want a practical step, pray that you would believe that that you are enough to be your child's parent because God chose you for it. Not because you're not a fail, you can't fail, or yeah, because, right. but pray that you could believe that beyond all of the reasons that you can yeah. come up with why not. Because if you don't believe and have that security, you can't give security to your child. Exactly. Amen. And when we are, as you were saying, when we are sitting down at the road, we don't, we, and we don't believe we can give security to our child, and we don't believe we are who we are. Sometimes uh, we are in a hopeless position, right. and then we're in that position where we go, uh, "I give up. I don't care." Yeah. You know, I let uh, me give uh, you yeah. hope out of my yeah. empty bucket. Yeah, and I don't want someone coming alongside the path and saying, 
uh, let me give you some hope. Right. Nope. And so, no so they hear podcasts and go, no, I already, but yeah. no, it, it's true. So I think about the two things you say of connected view of God, view of me. Mm. And, and maybe there are some uh, listening to this podcast and they would just be able to at least ask the question that's on the front of the other book of the cure. You know, what, just what if, just give it a what if. It's kind of like the prayer that you just described only yeah. hanging by a thread kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like, but what if God isn't who you think he is? Just yeah. what if you're not who you what think What if he's you like are? this God we just what listed? If, you know, what if that yeah. could be true? Yeah. You might be just enough mm-hmm. um, for wow. your, your children. And, you know, Bruce, back to that person who's on the wayside and has sat down. You know what? The, the natural tendency then is for that person to control their world. Yes. At that point. Everything has to line up to keep yeah. me, myself safe, and therefore the children don't fit my mold. <laughs> then, then my children will pay. It's, yeah, it's that's a that's tragic trouble ahead. Reality. Yeah. So the urging of that prayer, uh, David, is really important because of all the wonderful consequences that could happen and all the disastrous consequences if you didn't begin to process the beauty of these truths, of all these truths on page nine. I didn't even know we were going to be talking about this today, but I literally was was needing to talk with that to God about that last night Hmm. because it was Hmm. like, otherwise I got to give up because I don't have to. We will go through that multiple times. But if we can, uh, we can at least ask that question. What if, what if my view of God is not the accurate view? What if my view of me yeah. Is not the accurate yeah. view, yeah. and I could begin to believe, like you were yeah. saying last night. Just one more thought. You just both triggered it. What if I could sit there and say, "God, convince me of who you say I am." There you are. Whew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And by His Spirit, He can do that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We'll see you next week on the True Face Podcast.